morning, it's Money Talk on Radio 3. It's 18 minutes to 9. This is James Ross. And in your money today, Karen Wright takes a look at the importance of revitalising local manufacturing to the future of Hong Kong's economy. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. Hong Kong's government set out its development blueprint for innovation and technology late last year. It followed up with a variety of measures announced in the recent budget. So today we're going to take a look at industrial development in the city and what challenges there are. I'm joined now by Hannah Jong. She is the Head of Valuation and Advisory Services at Colliers, a professional services and real estate company. Thanks for joining me, Hannah. Thank you. Thank you. So can you give me your thoughts on some of the most interesting measures the government laid out with their plans and what they'll help Hong Kong achieve, in your opinion? So INT Blueprint is really for long term plan. And they have uh, four different sectors. Like first one is they want to build the ecosystem from uh, student to university and going to the work and then benefit to the citizens and then city. And the second part is talent pool. Third part is digital economy, which they want to build a smart city. And then the last part is really providing platform as a IT and hub to bridging mainland China to the world. So that's a full scheme, we can say, under this uh, blueprint. And then there are a number of measurements they want to execute how to achieve this uh, INT hub in the next 10 years. I think this one will beneficial to Hong Kong in the long run because we heavily rely on the service industry right now. And during the pandemic, the border closing and then we lost the tourism and then all the service industry was suffering so much. But we don't have any fundamental other industry in Hong Kong similar to other peer cities or countries. So I think this will add more diversification to the Hong Kong economy. And then I think that's where government want to bring the, the Hong Kong to the next step. So do you think uh, Hong Kong has a competitive edge already or does it need to work on developing more of a competitive edge in its industrial development? I think we already have some, but there are for sure more to work. So Hong Kong, we have a very strong legal frame under the common law. So many things have been protected and that's very fair market. And the second part is tax haven. We we have one of the lowest tax rate in Asia. And then lastly, I think there are plenty of liquidity in the market. So there are different venture capital fund or private equity fund or even financier, uh, different types of financiers. So there are strong financial market to support Hong Kong. So I think we do have these three strong pillars. But what's not here yet or government need to work further is more incentives because like Singapore, they're giving so much incentive to bring this talent and industry to come to Singapore. Even Korea, Japan, they are competing in the same way. And like China, they offering cheap land to those developments so that bigger development can be happen and focus on R&D centers and uh, gradually grow up as a really national level of the company. So I think that we still need to work on how to make it Hong Kong more comparative in terms of land price and also how to give more incentives. Low tax is good, but like I have a friend just visit Dubai and then they told me they will put zero income tax because Dubai want to transform as an international financial hub. And that will bring a lot of financial companies to come in and good talent to move to the Dubai. And I think Hong Kong, we may not offer zero income tax, but something lower or more incentivizing uh, different schemes will be very, very helpful to bring talent back to Hong Kong. 
So those are some of your ideas, the incentives the governments could offer. But what are the, the challenges that the other various stakeholders face in developing innovation and technology here? Mm. So when we heard about this blueprint, it's very high level at this moment. So many people still questioning what it's about, like where is it actually? So just want to give you quick updates. There are Hong Kong Shenzhen Innovation Technology Park, which is in the core Rongma Zhao Loop. That's the government estate. This organization will push to build cheaper buildings, a cheaper cost building to bring more entities to uh, lease space within the park, which is very similar to Hong Kong Science Park right now. And then outside of the Rongma Zhao Loop Park, we have a private land. So government is cleaning up those land and resuming those land, and then they will tidy it up and then they will sell to the market. And that comes as INT land supply. So there are two aspects we have to look at it. The government, the park is to encourage more newcomers come to Hong Kong and then invest their money and invent new products within Hong Kong. But outside of private sector, uh, private land market is really the developers or investors need to come in and they need to build. So the challenge is what stakeholders hold right now is those investors or developers, they're concerned about whether there's enough demand. Is this INT sector tenant? Are we having enough tenant? Because all office oversupply is one of the concerns for many investors. And then if we're putting similar thing at the North Territory, then we'll face the similar challenges. And um, another concern is if the government, the, the science park want to get more private investors to come in, but the land ownership is not really freehold. So this is a leasehold space and you have to return back to the government after you use that space uh, within possibly 50 years. So s some numbers doesn't really make sense because the amount of money they invest are not as occupier. It's huge, but at the end, you don't really have a capital appreciation. So the government science part is really not very flexible in terms of how the investors can come in or exit. So I think this is something we can learn from Singapore, their JTC development, uh, also government entity, but they have offering different flexibility. So different stakeholders can come in, not only the occupiers. So the, there are still definitely a lot of aspects to work on. Now, something the government has also been promoting a lot of is something called reindustrialization. Mm. Can you explain exactly what that means <laughs> and, and what the pros and cons of doing that are? I think it's a, it's a part of the, um, this INT scheme, which is the building itself will be really industrial model. And then reindustrialization is because we've been relying on service sector too much. So bring something more fundamentally strong in the long term. I think that's what it's about. So job creation, training people in the innovation and technology sector, bring more students because I think if you ask any student now in the high school, which subject do you choose in university? Back then we have a low medical or economics, finance. Now a lot of students saying computer science. So we need more school to offer this, not only university, but high school, um, even younger age group. So I think that's something we have to work on. But the reindustrialization of Hong Kong is something we want to have a 
fundamentally strong industry in the market to move forward. Just give you one example, like semiconductor is one of the very important chip in, in, in the world right now, like phone, computer, even this kind of microphone. You can't live your life without them. Exactly. Yeah. And Hong Kong, we don't have any production. Taiwan, Korea, they are the leaders in, in Asia. And their uh, semiconductor model goes every single IT gears in, in the world. So Hong Kong also want to have that, but it's too late because we don't have a research center, etc. So Science Park is building this kind of manufacturer ready to go in and produce. So the government is spending so much money on this already. And then they want to bring those top-notch companies to come in with a very, very low cost, but they can produce it here and then have a copyright within Hong Kong. So that's government pushing, and that's a part of the reindustrialization. So they want something more manufacturer-driven, R&D-driven, and it, it can be long-lasting and then future-proving. If this project and idea works, how can it benefit other sectors of the economy here, like the financial world, tourism, trade, for example? I think if we go Hangzhou now, must visit is Alibaba's campus. They build a huge campus like Google campus. And even you go US, a lot of people want to visit Google campus. So this can be also one of the tourist attractions, no, no doubt. But I think fundamentally, if we have this um, community built over the North Metropolis, this will able to bring different family members and different talent to the city. And then they will create more jobs. They will require more shopping centers, retail spaces. They will also want hotels, conference spaces, uh, mice sector requirements. So the ruffle effect will be really significant. And this is a building a whole ecosystem. So I think one thing we were strongly suggesting to government is, yes, um, it's really good to have a Silicon Valley within Hong Kong, but there must be other fundamental ecosystem or ancillary services, such as hotels, even housing. At this moment, North Metropolis very focused on public housing. But if we bring those people, top talent coming to Hong Kong, they may not need to live in public housing, right? So are we building sufficient different products of residential nearby? Is it close enough to travel? Because nobody want to live in mid-level in Central and then travel to North Metropolis every day. So are we building sufficient community? Is there enough park? Is there enough um, recreational facilities? So these are all important factors to build this INT hub. And I think that's the impact on the real estate sector as well as other service sector will benefit. So it's building the whole package. Thank you so much for joining me today. That's Hannah Jong. She is the Head of Valuation and Advisory Services at Colliers.